You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No Hello. Welcome to Guys Who Like Musicals, the weekly show about all things Broadway from two guys who like musicals. I'm your host, Dan Tracy. Unfortunately, Joe's sweet baritone will be missed from today's broadcast because he is on vacation with his lovely wife, Alex Fink, who we interviewed in the first week. And so let's get on with the show. This week, we're talking about the Cats trailer, Little Shop of Horrors Off-Broadway, and Tina Turner's final casting coming to Broadway this fall. As always, we'll do Things We Love and interview with my agent, Chuck Bodner. Stick around. So an actor is saying his lines, and then out of nowhere, he just starts singing. Okay, first, we're going to start with this Cats trailer. Joe and I had a chance to talk about it last week, so I'm going to plug that in right here. I think it's the stuff of nightmares. Why? It's it's people's faces. It's like Judy Dench's face CGI into a cat's, like body kind of like a human fur thing it was it was really scary like yeah i I think that the thing that they missed was (laughs) that it's not cats unless you have like the cat face right unless right like person like like, the cat knows and somebody my friend tony who's on the cats tour was like if you the thing that makes them cats is the cat nose and mouth right and if you just have a human face, on a, that's why it was so unsettling. I was yeah. like, why does this look so weird? Because right. I was like definitely into the movement. Well, of course. I mean, And the yeah, actual cinematography and like obviously you know how I feel about cats. I think it's like totally sexy. So I was like totally into these furry <laughs> animals, I was just animals, talking about this. With, so weird. I was but. talking about this with Patty Murin at the show last night because cats, she, she said that cats was the first show that she ever saw on Broadway. And so it, she has this love hate relationship with it because it is the thing that started like her whole life and career, but it's right. also cats, which is about nothing. Right. But I, I said the same thing. Cats is so sexy, but this was, this was very strange to watch like human faces in the CGI Stuff and it just was really scary. So. Yeah, I'm because I want to really, see Andy's movement. I'm excited to sure, see Andy sure. Blake and Bueller who did bandstand. And, and I got to be honest, I mean, I don't love cats. Like being a non-dancer wasn't like my first. <laughs> it, that and chorus line are the shows. I'm like, Ugh, I love chorus line. I'm chorus know, I, awesome. and like that, I'm probably stupid for not liking chorus line, but yeah. 
I just have never been drawn to it. Same thing with cats. But I do, I have enjoyed the dancing and stuff. So I was interested to see that. I have a feeling it's a conscious producerial choice so that we can recognize Taylor Swift's face. Well, of course. And James Corden's face. Of course. You know? And it's not like they clearly made that choice. Well, and it's obviously like, like they're not going to do like the Grinch where, you know, each person has to sit in the makeup chair for five hours. Clearly they chose not to do makeup. They've done this like very kind of watercolory fur on the face. It feels it's like, like totally an app. weird. It feels like an app. It feels like one of these things oh that like God, I true. could I could put my face on a on a cat human's body and just like repost it to Instagram. Yeah. And yet it's James Corden and Judy Dench and it's right. like, and and Taylor Swift and Ian McKellen. And I got to be Ian, honest, like, I'd see Idris anything Elba, with like, Ian McKellen. Like, like this cast is unbelievable. And don't forget Jason Derulo. Yeah. Ah. They hung on Jason Derulo's face during He gave the, a wink, bro. During the the trailer, they're on Jason Derulo way too long. <laughs> <laughs> they just really wanted you to settle into like, "Oh, that is Jason Derulo." Hmm. I'm excited because when you get down to it, when you see it, I'm sure when it gets down to it, you're going to be able to see the dancing really unadulterated. Like it'll be clean. You'll get yeah. to see because like it's a lot of like Andy Blank and Bueller's dancers, guys from Hamilton, guys right. from Bandstand. My right. Corey Snotty did the the out of town of, of Bandstand and Paper Mill. Like some of the best dancers in New York right. and and London around the world are in this movie. You're going to be able to see that. But the trailer just gave me the heebie-jeebies. <laughs> yeah. So, anyway. Next up, Jonathan Groff to lead off-Broadway Little Shop of Horrors. The production, which is scheduled to begin previews September 17th and to open October 17th at the Westside Theater off-Broadway, will reunite Mr. Groff with director Michael Mayer. Uh, they worked the, the duo previously worked together on Spring Awakening. Little Shop of Horrors with music by Alan Menken and book and lyrics by Howard Ashman is, uh, for those of you who don't know, a comedy about a large, blood-sucking, flesh-eating plant. It's based off of the 1960 movie, and it opened off-Broadway in 1982, ran for five years. It was a big, like, off-Broadway success. And then there was an off-Broadway revival in 2003. Um, It's done very frequently at schools and community theaters. Um, Jake Gyllenhaal played the role of Seymour in an Encores production in 2015 that everyone loved. And I think this is a really good fit for John Groff. I think he'll do really well with the comedy and the kind of um, everyman quality that that is required for Seymour. Tammy Blanchard is a two-time Tony nominee for How to Succeed in Business and Gypsy. And she's an Emmy winner for Life with Judy Garland. And she's playing Audrey. I don't know a lot about her, but um, I've only heard great things, and I'm excited to, to see this. Christian Borle, uh, two-time Tony winner for Something Rotten and Peter and the Starcatcher, is probably the most perfect Oren that you could find. I don't know how you can call something a revival in this sense, but I get the feeling that with producers attached like Hunter Arnold and directors attached like Michael Mayer, that they have sights, their sights set on taking this to Broadway. There's a lot of theaters open. And it's interesting to see a cast with this profile that would work in this small venue. We will see and keep you updated on that. Next up, 
Tina Turner has announced additional casting for the upcoming Tina Turner musical. Daniel J. Watts will star opposite Adrian Warren as Ike Turner. He last appeared on Broadway in Hamilton. He's joined by a company that includes Stephen Booth, Nick Burroughs, uh, our waitress friend Kayla Devion, Charlie Franklin, uh, my buddy David Jennings, Robert Lindsay, Ross Lakitas. Uh, this is a pretty stellar cast. I'm pretty excited to see uh, guys like Charlie and Ross getting opportunities to lead Broadway companies like this. Um, we've all known that Stephen Booth was a big uh, star for a long time, but um, but this is an awesome shot for Charlie and Ross, and I'm really excited to see them get this opportunity. Performances begin October 12th at the Lundfontein with an opening night of My Birthday November 7th, so be sure to check out tickets. Uh, the show has gotten rave reviews in London, and Adrian Warren is already being speculated as a Tony nominee and the frontrunner for lead actress in a musical, so this is not to be missed. Get it before those tickets are $400 a piece. Okay, now it's time for Things We Love. Do you know what would happen if you got caught? You got lucky, Harriet. I made a diss for all my own, so don't you tell me what I can't do. That little clip was Leslie Odom Jr., Tony winner for Hamilton, speaking with Cynthia Erivo, Tony winner from The Color Purple. I couldn't be more excited to see these two actors specifically getting these big Hollywood breaks. This movie looks unreal. And to see Cynthia Erivo getting breaks like this, obviously we've known that Leslie has kind of gone to a new level in his career recently. Uh, post-Hamilton fame, you know, with his, his nationwide commercial and films like Murder on the Orient Express. He's come to this, this next level, but it's so exciting to see that Cynthia is doing that same thing, playing the lead in this film that's surely going to get some awards attention. Um, you know, I have been obsessed with Cynthia since the moment I stepped into The Color Purple. Uh, just a quick story before we move on to our interview with Chuck because we're in things we love, I, <laughs> I had to be escorted from the theater at Color Purple because I was crying so hard at her performance. This woman brings Oscar-level acting with Grammy Award-winning singing. She is unlike anyone I've ever seen live. She's more dropped in than you could ever imagine. She just transcends. and she, There were so many standing ovations that the show was so much longer than it needed to be. And I was hysterically sobbing. <laughs> the diaphragmatic spasms from the fact that I was just at a loss for how beautiful this performance was. The woman next to me was English and she kept tapping me on the shoulder and she was like, are you okay? Are you, are you going to make it? You know, no, I'm not. Carry me home. I'm dead. So I'm really excited for, for this movie and, and for Cynthia and, and, for the fact that we're, you know, even telling these stories, a high-budget biopic about Harriet Tubman is just something that I think we all needed and didn't know, and I'm just so happy that that's the place where the industry is right now. So go check out the trailer. Harriet will be in theaters November 1st, and the world premiere is uh, at the Toronto Film Festival a few weeks prior. 
All right, now it's time for our interview with Chuck Bodner. Whenever anybody hears that I'm with BRS Gage, they always bring up Chuck. He's one of these guys that is just the right amount of old school, um, just the right amount of that old-fashioned, hardworking, charming agent that you hear about and you see in the movies. But he's got one of the most beautiful hearts you've ever seen. I've always kind of felt like we've had this brotherly relationship. He's done a lot for me in my career, and I'm so honored that he was willing to come on the show. This is again back in the beginning of our time interviewing, so there's definitely some noise in there, and it doesn't sound as good as I think the future interviews are going to sound as we keep um, expanding this idea we have. But it's a really interesting conversation. We talk about showcasing, we talk about school, we talk about how he became an agent, advice he has for actors. Uh, we talked about um, some actors that stood out to him and what he thinks about the business and the state of things right now. I think it's a really interesting conversation and I hope you enjoy it. Let us know your thoughts. And uh, without further ado, here's Chuck Bodner. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Hello, everyone. Morning, everyone. Uh, we've got Chuck Bodner with us here today. Say hello, Chuck. Hey, guys. Good morning. <laughs> Thank you for being here. They might know me as Charles, though. Charles. Charles the Charles Bodner. Chuck has been an agent for how long? Uh, total about 30, over 30 years. Wow, you're yeah. old. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Started early. Be nice to the guests. <laughs> that's amazing. No, okay, that's amazing. 30 years. Yeah. Um, 21 so, with the agency that... I'm with now, so well, I'll give you the Chuck Bodner story. Yeah, yeah. Let's start from the beginning. That's well, what we I wanted start, to go I graduated from. college and went to. I did a couple internships here in New York, and then went to work for CBS uh, in radio. Actually, and knew that that wasn't my. Uh, yeah, listen to that radio voice. Yeah, uh, that wasn't my plan of action. So then, <laughs> <laughs> then I went over. <laughs> then I went over to MTV to work for MTV at the time when they were playing videos, and uh, worked for them for about a year, and then shot over to an ad agency and TV commercial production and that's when I met some agents and I said oh damn that's what I'd love to do so threw my resume out met some people networked myself and then got a job at uh, an agency called STE which is now called Paradigm and I worked in their commercial department for a little over a year as an assistant and then decided yeah this is what I love but I want to get into legit I was spending some time after work reading scripts and talking to the legit department so I was like that's what I want to do you know I love film I love movies I love I mean I love television I love theater so um, uh, they weren't hiring in that area so I moved to Peter Strain's office and started as an assistant there and worked my way up to an agent and then stayed there ran the New York office for about five years at Peter's office and then uh, David Shaw, who was an agent in New York for BRS Gage, left to move to move to LA, and then I replaced him there, and that was 21 years ago, and still love That's it. That's where you are now. Yeah, guys, still love you it. You merged with Gage. Uh, Group. It's BRS Gage. We merged right. with Gage about five years ago. Cool. Four and a half, five years ago. Take yeah. me back to before that. I want to go like all the way back to like little Chuck. Oh, like seriously? when did you? Yeah, like when did you? What uh, What did your parents do? Uh, my parents were, uh, you know, my dad blue collar was a longshoreman uh -huh. in Newark, New Jersey, knew all the Jersey boys, wow. uh, the, you know, uh, moved into, uh, a town called Irvington, New Jersey from Newark when I was little and went through the school system there and had a brother of a sister and always knew I wanted to do something 
in this business. My, my dad was sports. My uncle played for the Cleveland Indians. My brother was, you know, Whoa. almost minor league. And co- he went from college. He was a center fielder, and, and then he got hurt. But uh, I didn't... <laughs> Uh, unfortunately for my dad, I didn't follow that path. I sort of got the other. I got the other gene. Uh, I was doing shows at school, and you know, uh, going. So you started to, like acting and doing. Well, I did the theater in high school, right? You know, and then uh, we had a a girls' Catholic school in our town, the town over that needed guys whenever they did a show. So mm-hmm. I used to go over there and do shows. So I did about five or six shows when I was in high school, and then. Knew that I wasn't very good, but <laughs> but uh, I wanted to be part of that business. You know, yeah. I, lo- I loved what was going on there. And right. so when I went to apply to colleges, I wanted to apply in apply in uh, theater or communications. So I wound up um, getting accepted to Syracuse, Emerson, and um, a couple other schools in Montclair State, in Jersey, which is where I went. Unfortunately, I sh- you know should have, could have, would. I mean, I went to I-, I wanted to go to Syracuse, but at that time it was like. 15,000 now it's like you know 50 I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah right yeah. and I thought you know I don't want all those loans and you know right. so and Montclair was offering me the first two years scholarship and mm-hmm. you know so I said if I'm going to a school that's not too far from my home I need to do either transfer my sophomore year my junior year or study abroad and yeah. that's what I and I, I stuck to it so my junior year I decided I need to go away you yeah. know everyone else has these great college experiences you Michigan people. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so jealous. Yeah, so uh, I decided to, a uh, couple of us Americans that were majors in communication with me, uh, decided to, you know, journey over to England, and we, and we did that. That's good. It was great. It was a eye-opening experience. I'd never really been on my own. Mm-hmm. You know, my mommy always did the laundry and cooked and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> so it's just like... Uh, it was great. It was best best thing I ever decided to do. So, what's your what's your day to day like now? Um, let's let's start from uh, from a recruiting standpoint. In case anybody out that, there is interested in in you know, either doesn't have an agent or is looking to get new agents, um, you know, what are the processes that you can recommend to people? That's actually one of my favorite parts of what I do. Um, you know, I you know that's why you know I love that to watch you you Dan Tracy grow. You know, we plucked you out of Michigan and decided that you know this is someone we really really like and and to watch the growth of an actor um, go from school to Broadway to TV back to Broadway back to theater back to in and then do a film. It's just like it's it's really cool. Um, the ways we do it hasn't much hasn't changed much over the years i mean it's if you do a showcase at some of the good schools you get agents to go and we go and you see somebody you like and you meet them and hopefully it works out sometimes it doesn't you know it's it's really cool when it does how has that shifted in the last you know in in the age of the showcase i actually think it's kind of unfair Mm -hmm. um i just think that uh you can't really get the gist of what an actor and actress can do from I mean, you can get a little bit of it from four minutes or three minutes or right. whatever you're allowed to do. So, you know, you go there and you see someone do a monologue for two minutes and then maybe sing a short song or just do two monologues. And you're supposed to, that's their career, you know. that's Their career hangs on getting an agent or, you know, a manager from that four minutes, you know. Right. And yeah. you're like, and it's so unfair. People who don't know how showcases work, basically you spend your entire senior year preparing for this 90 second audition for the industry and that 
one moment can, it doesn't have to make or break, right? It, and it, it doesn't have to, and, and, and it, it shouldn't, shouldn't right. make or break, right? Like we live in a world now where just you can make a career for yourself, but in many ways that moment can make or break your career. And, and I wonder what's your opinion on school right now? Like, well, like, is it worth it that, to just, pay all that money? I just want money. everyone to know, too, that there are situations where someone may not get response from a showcase or may get one or two where everyone else is getting eight or nine or ten, you know. But that shouldn't bring you down because, you know, if you really want to do this, you'll really make it happen. So there's a, you know, you, know, you just got to go out there, audition, go on open calls, network yourself and meet people, you know, meet other actors maybe that can help you out and, and just make it happen for yourself. You know, just because you didn't get response from a showcase doesn't mean your career is over, you know. And unfortunately, we see that a lot of times with uh, showcase people. They just get really, really upset, rightfully so. But you know what? Just you, you, You're a step behind everybody. So what? You know, just, just right. make it happen. You know, there, right. there's famous stories. I think, I don't know, I've been going to the Juilliard showcase for years, but I heard that Laura Lenny... Uh, got like zero uh, yeah, totally. response. I think and that was I mean, Alex Sharp too, right? Absolutely. Wasn't yeah. it like very few? Yeah, and then yeah, he and then, went on to win a Tony. And, yeah, so you know. it's like you, you can't you can't go by those that five or four minutes. You know, you'll make right. it up. And like any business, if you really want to do this, you'll work hard and make it. You might have to work a little harder than maybe someone else, but you, you gotta you gotta get out there and, and do it yourself. Well, and I think everybody has to work harder than we think we do, right? Yeah. Like, I, I'm so grateful because, like, Chuck and the people at BRS Gage, like, made my career, you know? If I'm not sure that I had the work ethic at 23 to push through if I hadn't gotten an agent. But I'm looking around now, being on Broadway, having gotten these jobs and done these tours and realizing, like, the way to be ahead and stay ahead in this business is to work harder than everybody else no matter what. Right. Like that is the only thing. And especially now I want to get your opinion on people who are like doing it themselves and making their own stuff, which, you know, like not a big deal, like is <laughs> us right now, you know, but, but like, <laughs> you know, what is your, how do you feel about your clients doing, um, making their own web series or making their own content or how do you feel about finding people that way? You know, is that something that you guys yeah, are experiencing? Uh, uh, is that uh, like, absolutely. I mean, the showcase isn't the only way that we find people, I mean, uh, we find people through recommend a lot of people through recommendations and, and through, if we see a show, we go to see a client in a show and there's someone else in that production that we say, Oh wow. You know, they're great. You know, whether it's Broadway off Broadway, you know, a film, uh, even a TV show or so, you know, there's so many ways to find talent now. And it, it, this is great. You know, the, the, the social media game now is also, you know, we don't use it that much yet, but if, uh, you know, if, you know, our assistants see somebody on, on a social media, not even a podcast, but what am I thinking of? Like something on like on YouTube or something, right. you know, uh, we'll, uh, we'll jump on that too. So this, the showcase isn't the only way because not everybody goes to school either, you know, not everybody right. goes to those universities. Yeah. Well, that was my question sort of to the idea that, you know, the showcase is, is a slightly new, newer idea. Maybe it's 20 years old, but like, you know, you used to 
in the age of the New York theater actor, like agents would go see their off, off, off Broadway production. You know, Mm -hmm. Jeff Daniels gets an agent because he's, you know, in some off Broadway production Mm -hmm. of whatever. And I guess, uh, you know, does that still exist? And you're saying it totally does, you know, and, and people can go to open calls. They can, they can grind it out for Mm -hmm. themselves. They can make stuff and still, you know, you're still going to see it and be able to represent them. And, and always keep in contact with, the directors and creative people that you're doing shows with, wherever it may be, because you know, never know where they may go either. And it's always good to have that networking tool behind you as well. Mm. So, like, you know, you know, Dan has recommended people to us. You know, uh, some directors that we know have recommended people to us. It's, it's, um, you know, it's it's a community, and everybody works together. And if you if you work together in the right way, it could happen. How about favorite um, favorite showcase? Like, who have you seen? in the last 15 years and you thought that person and now uh, now you've watched them and seen them kind of become something is there anybody any yeah. good stories like that I'm yeah. sure you have hundreds well yeah one of them is uh, <laughs> I just discussed this the other day because it was uh, it was Adam Driver out of Juilliard like you sit there oh, in that showcase and you go oh wait this this kid I mean yeah he's not classically handsome you know he's six foot 20 you know right (laughs) and he's you know kind of looks a little odd but you go but when i saw him act and i saw him do and i had seen one of the shows that he was in too you go all right this dude's got it you know he's brilliant what was it what do you think it was he cannot you know he He just did it it it's so intangible there was nothing you know It just was natural, you know. It's just, and I left there, and I went. This kid either probably already has a representative, or he's got seven hundred on his back. You know what I mean? Right. Ready for, and look what happened. You know, um, there's a Jennifer Lawrence. Too. There's, a, there's a, not Jennifer Lawrence. A couple other people from Juilliard that you. Uh, Did you um, see like Jessica Chastain? That's what like, I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. Jessica Chastain. Yeah. Um, I love her. Viola Davis is at Yale, and and you know. Not you know, not to mention the people that we also groomed. No, I would love like, to hear about that. You know, whether it's Patrick Wilson or Joe Manganiello or Megan Hilty or uh, Kristen Chenoweth, you know, they all came through our door. Audrey McDonald, I represented at Peter Strain's office um, for three years. Um, put her in Carousel. Put her, you know, in um, Master Class, and that's unbelievable, <laughs> right? Uh, <laughs> what so like? What is that? What is that? What is that like? Like so, you see her, and and you're you know. Sending somebody along that journey, what is that, you know, to those massive she, jobs? She like, actually came through. I worked with uh, a wonderful agent at Peter Strains, who she, unfortunately, um, I hate to bring this up, but just passed away last week. Um, terrible accident. But mm-hmm. she had found Audra through Juilliard. And um, so she co- kind of came with the agency. Do you know yeah. what I mean? But she went to the Secret Garden tour, believe it or not, and saw Audra as. That uh, I forget the name of the role. It's very much like an ensemble role that mm-hmm. steps out. Mm-hmm. And she said, "This girl's got talent," you know. And she went on and started working with her. That Kim worked with us. Audra came with her, and then the rest is history. She won the Tony for Carousel, and you knew that that was something special too, That's because so the cool. girl is just like ridiculous. Yeah. Right? She yeah. can do everything. And what about the, I love the, the Patrick Wilson story. I mean, a massive fan of his whole trajectory. But what was that, you know, he's coming out of Carnegie Mellon. Yeah. Um, and what was that, sort of, what, did, what did you see and how did that, how'd that work for? Well, with Patrick, it, it, it's, it, I don't mean to toot his horn because he's sitting here, but like, yeah. also like Dan, you see somebody that, yeah, they did some musicals, but 
it went for me especially went beyond that totally you know it's like yeah they could do they could sing and you know there's certain roles that they could do on Broadway but then oh he could do some film you know yeah or he could be definitely be in a series or he mm-hmm. could do a half hour or he could do you know a play you yeah. know not necessarily musical and that's also what gets you excited too and so right. with Patrick it was it was there you yeah. know it was it was definitely there and so when did you meet Golden Boy Billy Magnuson? Did you meet him at, at Billy's North a Carolina? Great story. Yeah, I went to... Uh, uh, Everybody wants to, to be Billy at Beer House Gage. <laughs> I, I went to... And uh, abroad. <laughs> yeah, right. Everywhere else I used else to go too. to uh, North Carolina School of the Arts, it used to be called. But uh, about three years in a row, I went once with Tiffany from uh, Telsey's and they would have a casting director and an agent go down there and do a seminar every year. And we'd talk to the students and then we'd watch, we'd go see their show at night and then we'd watch their monologues and we'd watch their scenes and we'd give them feedback. And with, when I went down there to watch the seniors, I think it was, it was, must've been like, oh, probably dating like 13 years ago, 12, 13 years ago. And uh, it was a great class. Their, their class was great. And I saw um, a couple people that I really liked and one of them was Billy. Yeah. But I didn't do anything at that point because it was only like November, December, and they still had the whole rest of the year to go. So they were, they were, half of the students were going to do Oklahoma at the, no, uh, West Side Story at Ravinia Festival in in, in Chicago, wherever it is up, up there. And Billy was one of them. He was like cast as Snowboy or something. So they, half of that senior class had to come to New York and do their showcase early because they were going to be at the Ravinia doing West Side Story when the other people were coming, like when it was actually scheduled for. So about 10 of them came in, I would say March, February or March, and Billy was one of them, sat and watched him and sat next to a casting director and who had been down there too to, to teach class. And um, I saw uh, three of them, that I, one was Ashley Morris, one was Matt Loria, and one was Billy, that I really, really liked. And... Um, the casting director nudged me and said, the, the blonde one, you need to jump on that right now, you know, because he had been down there, you know, taught them too and, and you know, watched his his uh, his presentation that they were going to do and everything. So marked them down on our sheets of paper and the three of them, you know, they came in and Billy actually sat in my office for, I would probably think it was about an hour and a half. Wow. Yeah. And anyone who knows Billy, and I think Dan knows Billy, it's yeah, like, yeah. it's it's fun. You know, right, right. You don't just get someone sitting there just talking about the business. It's you talk about everything. You know, it's great. We clicked on that level, right? And I think he knew, and I knew that this was going to be a team. That you know, whoever else he met, it was didn't matter. You know? Yeah, I hope that's the way he felt. But <laughs> that's how I felt too. Yeah. So then you know, got him some television, got him some film, and then it's it's been uh, a lot of hard work for for both of us, but enjoyable and. He's where he is because he worked hard and we all worked hard. And it was, it, you know, so, so yeah, he's, awesome. He's, he's going to be in that James Bond movie. Yeah, he's, he's, he's going to be my brother, my brother just texted oh, me yesterday. It's like, what's Billy playing? I was like, dude, I, I do not know. And if I did, I wouldn't tell you. I'll right. just give you a probably won't tell he's, us a, he's a bad guy. Nice. Okay, great. Yeah. Uh, opposite it's, Remy Malik. Yeah. So um, cool. Love that. Absolutely. So sick. So cool. I have one of my... London and Paris and Jamaica and all the cool. so awesome. I had um, one of the coolest, my one of my most fun audition experiences was with him outside of, I don't even remember what the movie was, but I'd never met him. You knew him. And we were sitting outside of a, it was just the two of us outside of this this audition. And he was so funny and so just like, 
like a he was like he was like a like a caffeinated twelve year old just excited to be there. You hit it, and yeah. And he's like he's like who are you? And I'm like well I'm I'm Joe and actually you know Dan Trace good friend and and he's like oh yeah and he knew everything about every he he talked to me like I was the most important person in the world for like That's five minutes and he means it and then he yeah. like threw his baseball cap on and ran out the door and I was like what just happened? he was like a hurricane I was yeah. like who but. He's um, but that's very cool because he's one of these guys that we both look up to. Who's just he's done it all. He's yeah, done. He's, yeah, Tony nominated for Vanya, and then he right. did a, you know a Spielberg film, comedy, drama, maniac, and he does all of know, it. Yeah, 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 which is so nice. So when you talk about um, like you working hard, back to the kind of the day to day, the agent, what is that like? How does how does the process of of um, you you know if if nobody people don't know anything about the business, how does that work? Like um, we. You know, uh, in our office, we kind of work, I think, like a lot of other medium-sized agencies. It's, uh, we have an L.A. office as well, so we're very hands-on with them every day. You know, we talk to them two, three, four times a day. Um, but in the morning, we all, all the agents get in the assistance, and uh, we return our messages and our emails that we have to return. And then we all meet, all the agents meet in the conference room at, say, like 1030, and uh, so we're missing that for this. So exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for being here. <laughs> and then we uh, and then we all sit around the table and we discuss if anybody went to the theater the night before, if anybody saw a film, if we had people on television. We discuss the night. We discuss what's going to happen in the day, and then we do our breakdowns. Which, for anyone who doesn't know what that is, each morning and afternoon, agents. Uh, get a list of projects that are work that are being worked on uh, all across the United States. It used to be just New York for New Yorkers, but now we get LA breakdowns. We get you know things that are happening in Atlanta, Chicago, and it's theater, film, and television. And uh, it'll list if it's a movie, it'll list all the roles that are available in the movie. If it's a play, they list all the roles. That are, and then we're responsible for submitting our clients who are right for each role. And we put them down, and, and then our assistants send the submission for each project to the casting director that's casting the project. And then us, we as the agents, are responsible for trying to get the actors in. You know, so we call Telsey or, <clears throat> or we call Meg Simon or whoever it is, and we, we uh, say, you know, Dan Tracy's right for, you know, Joe in this pilot. You know, would you see, you know, he's great. He just did this. He did, you know, it's our, it's, it's our job then to sell them to the producer, director, or casting director, mostly the casting director. And then they call them in, they get an appointment, they do their thing, uh, they get a call back, and then- They book uh, the job. Then they book the job, <laughs> <laughs> and the rest is history. And the rest is history. Um, but then during the day, it's also our responsibility to you know, keep everything else in the business going like you know we'll call Dan with a, an audition and we you know here are the sides you know do you need you know what else do you need do you need the script let then we read the script and then you know you know do you have any questions you know it's all like talking to the casting director seeing getting feedback um, there's a million other things that we do you know it's not it's but the main objective is for us as a team to work together and get jobs you know but if I think the win for you guys as actors is if you go in, you do your best job. If you don't get it, fine. But if the casting director calls us back and says, Dan Tracy was great, he's not going to get it. But you know, it's, he did a really good job. That's the win for all of us. Right. Yeah. Right. When, That's the win. If word. Dan went in for a film and they come back and they said, I don't think Dan's been in here before. It's like, I don't think he was on his game today. You know, 
what was the feedback? Oh, he did this, or you know, he didn't know the material. We call him and we discuss it next time. You know, you know that for the next time. But uh, I think the win is the actor is just going into these offices repeatedly, repeatedly. Yeah, mm-hmm. and performing you know? well, and that's that's the job. That's the right? win. The that's job the is the job is the job is auditioning and not gift. getting the job. Yeah, you know, if you get the job, that's like winning. That's the lotto. Totally, you know, yeah, the, totally. Yeah. But uh, granted, we wouldn't be in business if you guys didn't book the jobs because that's <laughs> what it's all about. But I, th- our main objective is to have the actors do the best they can and to keep that rolling. Yeah. Um, well, and it's nice to hear that from you because they taught us that in school. They're always like, you know, if you if you go in and the casting director, you know, calls your agent back and you get that feedback that you know you did a good job. That's that's all that you can right. control. And and I think that that's that's what's the nice thing about um, sort of the approach of the medium sized agency and finding you know even if. A lot of people talk about their agents, and this I would I've all only brag about my agent, but a lot of people that I You're work with that will. <laughs> that's true. I'm only saying because you're sitting here. A lot of people that I work with are like, "Oh, you know, well, I'm with this person. I know you've probably never never heard of it." And it's like, "Well, yeah, sure, but if you have a relationship with the person, that's the only thing that matters. Mm-hmm. Because if that person will actually get on the phone and mm-hmm. say that they believe in you." That's what you need more than... And if they're going to work hard for you. know, I wouldn't want to be at a massive agency at this point in my career because there would be that pressure and that that you wouldn't have that same relationship. You know, and I always tell actors too, and and it's I feel the same way about being an agent. If I wake up in the morning and I don't love what I do and want to go to do what I do, then I shouldn't be doing it. Exactly. I mean, granted, there are days where you're like, oh... You know, raining. I wish I could just sit, <laughs> right, sit right. and watch. You know, you know, yeah. bad television all day. But no, I, I like I. It's a joy for me to work with these guys, with Dan and everybody, and the people I work with. You know, it's like we love working together. We love doing what we do, and we have fun at work. We work hard, but we have fun. Yeah. And it sh- you know it shows in the success of Knockin' Wood of of yeah. the agency. Yeah. What are your thoughts on uh, some of the shows this year? What's your favorite? It's a, what are you uh, it's been a, it's excited a, it's about? It's been a weird year, I think. It's it's great. You know, let, let's put it this way. I know we're all we all say it, but I'm a little tired of the movies becoming, you know, Broadway shows. Yeah. But you look, you're in one now. Yeah. I'm in um, one now. And it's great. It's a fantastic it's a fantastic <laughs> we're both show. In one. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> it's a fantastic show and but uh, you know, I love when you see something original and new, and I wish that would happen a little bit more. But it will, um, and it does. And it do- yeah, I started in this business, and it, fortunately, I started in this business when it was uh, Broadway and the theater industry in New York was on the on the downslide. Like there was nothing coming to Broadway. It was like Times Square was a mess. Um, like, or like late late nineties, early two thousands. No, like late eighties. Late eighties. Yeah, uh, early early nineties. Early nineties. Yeah. And then, you know, it was like Broadway was like they were selling theaters. It's like that beautiful theater near our office on Fifty First Street. It was the Mark Hellinger, is now a church. You know, it was mm. it's um, right oh. where Wicked is. You know, oh yeah, the the, um, the church of it's like Times Square Church. Yeah, that yeah. used to be the Mark Hellinger. Right. Where, wow. Like you know, really major shows started. I think in fact, I think Sound of Music was there and. and and the late '80s and early '90s were so hard for theater that theater owners were set, like renting out the theaters to other people. So they rented it out to this church, and it became so lucrative. So, so they went out. I think gave them a thirty-year lease, forty, fifty-year lease for it um, because they needed money because no one was producing Broadway shows and no one was producing theater in New York. But then a little man named 
Andrew Lloyd Webber came in and um, came in with Cats, and then you know it sort of everything started to snowball from there, and things started to pick up in the theater again, and it yeah. became. You know, um, was the British invasion, but then other a lot Americans, of Disney, yeah, and Disney comes then in. Disney, perfect. Disney right. came in, and then they you revitalized Forty Second Street yeah. and, and made it, you know, um, Disneyland over there. But it, thank God, because you know it was pretty bleak, you know. But yeah. now it's uh, it's thriving. I mean, I love the fact that producers can't find theaters for their shows now because there's so many successful plays and musicals running, and and. Um, it's it's thriving, which is fantastic, and you know, let's let's keep it going. Yeah. yeah. So, is, is there, do you have a favorite of the season so far, or things that you're looking forward to? He or? doesn't want to pick. Oh, you don't have to pick. You also don't have to pick. You don't want to like. No, I think the, the, my the, my favorite play is hands down was Ferryman. Yeah. yeah. Unreal. Really. It's Ferryman is just a marriage of a, a really great cast that seemed so cohesive to me. I saw the yeah. Brits, you know. So yeah. It was just very. I watched that. and It was like watching a movie. And it was just like three, it's over three hours. And I've seen some shows that were 90 minutes that seemed way longer than that. <laughs> totally, totally. Um, but the time just flew by because you were watching people that are mastering this craft. And whether it's the direction or the set design or the, I mean, there was a baby in the show and there was a, a <laughs> 10 year old right. in the show. Right. And everyone was on point. It was just like, that's when you sit back and you go, I, I left the theater and I, I said, this is why I love this business. You know, yeah. and I, I mentioned it to everybody and they all, you know, some of my friends went to see it and they all would text me right afterward and said, I'm so glad I'm an actor or I'm so mm -hmm. glad that, you know, I'm in this bit, you know, that's, yeah. that's, that's, that's the joy of it. Yeah. And my parents were here last weekend and my dad, who is also in manufacturing, he makes labels uh, for a living. Oh, he nice. loves the theater, but he's a very like, you know, casual theater goer, sees me and stuff. And I was like, dad, you got to see the ferryman. Mm -hmm. And that is, that is like, he, he walked out of there and was blown away, uh, completely blown away. It, it's, you know, it's it, theater at its best. It really yeah, it's is, great. and it's it moves so quickly. So this is we're just plugging the ferryman. Maybe we'll get a sponsorship from the ferryman. Hey, fair, you know, ferryman. If you're listening, guys um, who like musicals, brought to you by the oh, musical yeah. wise. Uh, I don't know. I just uh, I wish I got to tell you. I wish a lot more um, made me happier this year. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm not gonna, you know, bad mouth shows, but I think there's a lot of mediocre product this year out there, but. There are a few that I enjoyed, mm -hmm. maybe one or two. There are a few that I really didn't enjoy. Mm -hmm. And then there's some that are just right in the middle there. A lot of them right in the middle that, you know, you enjoy some things about it and, you know, maybe not so much other things. But again, that's what the theater's for. You know, I may have not liked somebody, but you guys, uh, something, but you guys may have said, oh, I love that. You know, yeah, or, right. you know, I used to work with an agent who I'm still very good friends with, Tim, and, and uh, we text back and forth all the time every time we see theater and sometimes we butt heads and he's like I love that and it's like what are you crazy that was horrible yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. like but that's the beauty of a theater you know so, but most of the time I'm right <laughs> <laughs> that's my favorite thing though when you go see like there's a lot this season that is um pretty uh sort of divisive you know like you people go see Oklahoma or Hadestown or these things and half half of pe the people I talk to is the greatest thing they've ever seen half the people are like I couldn't yeah. stand it and actually like I, I love that. Let's sit and like have a drink and talk about why you yeah. hated something and why that. I love it. Right. Know, that's and my I favorite. Just did that yeah. last week, I think it was because yeah. we both saw a show, which I'm not going to. Yeah, right. He <laughs> actually liked it more than I did, and we and we talked about it. I was text. being nice. <laughs> yeah, and, and it was like great. It was that dialogue that we have, and he would go, "Yeah, you're kind of right," and then I go to him, "Yeah, that's a good point," you know. But you know, 
that's the beauty of discourse, it, right? Yeah, and that's conversation. What, yeah. That's that's important to lean into, I think, too, because you can't be safe. Mm-hmm. There are a couple shows this season that I've heard sort of from the inside that they were afraid to go in A direction or B direction because they didn't want to be off putting. Yeah. And then it's like, okay, well, then we're just making a bunch of mediocre so we stuff can make that money. Right. nobody's yeah. going to be entertained right. by. Don't be milk know? toast. Like, don't, you don't, don't be, right. like, yeah. nobody goes to the theater to, like, sit in silence and not laugh. You know, it's about, like, this experience of polarizing emotions for everyone in the building, I think. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not the same as going to see Mm -hmm. a movie where it's just kind of this experience that they lay on you. Mm -hmm. Um, They want to get people riled up. That's the beauty of things like the band's visit may not have been for everybody, but it's a a little different. You know, it's not cookie cutter. You know, Hadestown, I haven't seen it yet, but I hear the same thing, you know, but... uh, that's when theater thrives, when you sort of throw away that, what am I supposed to do rather than what do we want to do? Right, right, you know, right. Let's make it different. Let's What's keep... the best way to serve this story right. and make it different and stand out? Yeah, totally. Yeah. Well, Anything we just else? chatted. We just talked to you for, you probably have to go to work. <laughs> oh, this was fun. Dude. We got to like, you know, go get Dan more jobs. Yeah. Yeah. This, this is actually yeah. really fun. No. I'd love to do it again if you, if you want to have that. Oh, that'd be great. Absolutely. Yeah, and then we'll talk about the Mets and maybe the Jets. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We should have thrown that in there. Yeah. Yeah. Because we you talk about sports. We still like sports. You know. Yeah. You grew up, I love sports. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love watching. You know, Dan knows I'm a huge yeah. Jet and Met fan, but we, we, we butt heads about that all the time. But yeah. yeah. Someone's a front runner over there just, just well <laughs> it's not my fault my teams always win God, anyway. just don't don't be friends with any sports fr- fans from boston you know exactly. it's just horrible because they're jealous <laughs> he's, he's probably right no he is he is right chuck thank you so much thank you so much for listening please subscribe on apple podcast you can find us on soundcloud or spotify if that's what you prefer We'd love a rate or review on Apple Podcasts that really helps us to find new listeners. And as always, follow us on Instagram. Be sure to send us a DM if you have any feedback, if you hated this week's episode, or if you want to hear something in the future, or if you have a question for Chuck, I'd be happy to relay it to him. Um, don't send me your resume because I won't send... Just kidding. If you want to send me your resume, sure. Maybe I'll give it to Chuck. This has been Guys Who Like Musicals. Thanks for listening. To segue us out of this week's episode, I'm going to include some of those performances from the Broadway Blackout two weeks ago. I can't believe that we spoke about the Broadway Blackout for seven minutes and didn't include the best part of the Broadway Blackout, which was the Broadway cast coming outside to give free performances. So here is Andre DeShields and the cast of Town outside of the Walter Kerr on the night of the Blackout. Ooh, it's a blackout.
Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.